This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast features Greg Boog Williams. It was recorded at the Twisted Tale in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Please take a moment to subscribe to be notified when the most recent episode has been uploaded. Feel free to reach out to Boog's Best LLC and let them know what you thought about the podcast. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. We're here with Greg Boog Williams. I'm Rich Shane. Dawn Bernieri's here. And we're recording at the Twisted Tale in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Greg Boog. Thanks for joining the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks so, for having me. This is this is really exciting because we met at Roger Wilco for a tasting event for the Philadelphia Whiskey Society, right? Correct. And we got into this conversation about all the things that you do and how much how excited you get when you empty a bottle. And my attitude has always been, I'm sad when I empty a bottle, but you get excited about emptying a bottle. And this is why, for Dawn and I, this is our fermented adventure. So we're really happy George Riley gave us an opportunity here to record a little bit at the Twisted Tale. Um, if you haven't been to the venue here, it's he's got a great selection of whiskeys, of distilled spirits, um, a full array, and... Um, great bands have played here before. It's it's a it's super food, so we're we're happy and excited. But I want to know George Boog Williams. How did you get the name Boog? Well, I got Boog back in college. I went to Millersville University, and I bunch of friends. I had the curly hair back then, not white like it is now. And they said I look like Boog Pal, and I did get to meet him down in Fort Lauderdale on spring break. And I'm a shorter version of him. He's six four. I'm five seven. So it's a big difference. And everybody just it stuck. And it's even with my friends back home. I came home from school, and people still today call me Boog. And as you can see, my uh, Instagram site is Boog's Best LLC, and it's just stuck, and it keeps going and going and going. Well, I'm so glad that there's a connection to Boog Pal. And growing up, my dad was an Orioles fan. He was a Phillies fan. But, you know, that was the time when Boog was playing. And then he opened up Boog's Barbecue, barbecue at, at, uh, at Camden Yards. And uh, I will say, I, will say I, I have also gotten to meet Boog Pal. So I've met the Boog Pal and I've met Mini Boog Pal or Mini Boog yeah, Williams. Right? Right. So this is like a completion, the circle of life. Yes, it is. My life is now complete. Yes, you met us both. <laughs> I love it. Now, you love whiskey. You love bourbon. You love all things distilled, I would imagine. How did the idea of repurposing, upcycling, what, what do you call what you do? 
Well, it's I just like calling it making lamps. Okay. And then it got into other things with woodworking, and it just happened. Uh, I was here at the Twisted Tail for the tasting with George, and at the end they were going around, and it was Weller's Twelve, uh, the Antique Weller's, uh, Pappy's Twelve, I think, and Twenty. And at the end of the night, there was a little bit left, and I said to him, well, are we going to finish it? And he said, yes. So he went around. I knew everybody was going to want the Pappy's bottle, and I love Weller. That's my favorite. Okay. So one of my favorite, along with uh, Blanton's. And so at the end, you know, he was going around, who wants the bottle? Well, I said, me, gave it to me. And then two weeks later, I said, ah, let me, I, I tried it before. I made a couple bottles. Friend back home. You made a couple lamps out of the bottles yeah. is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. The, sorry about that. That's and okay. The guy, uh, the guy in town in Berlin Township. Had a friend who had a bunch of the antique bottles from uh, uh, Wheaton Village, and that's the Apollo one like that. He gave me a whole bunch of them. So for those that don't know, Wheaton Village, it's a glass-blowing, glass-making. That's that's really how they got started. Correct. Really a lot of glass-blowing. There's a lot of artisans that are there. They do craft fairs and stuff like that, and that's a beautiful bottle. So when people um, get a chance to listen to the podcast, we'll have that bottle featured on the website it's it's incredible just the color and the iridescence of it. But you were able to take that, and this is was this one of your first ones that you made? No, this is later on. Okay, the first one I ever really well, the first one I made was a, a Thomas Jefferson one, and the guy ended up. He said, "If you make me a Thomas Jefferson one, I will give you eighteen of the other antique bottles." And I said, "Okay." So I went out and made it. Next thing I know, on my front step back home, there was eighteen bottles sitting there. So then I Be careful started, for what you wish yeah. for, right? <laughs> oh, yes. And I got a lot of friends that drink high-level bourbons and whiskeys that give me bottles, and they keep saying, I'm saving them for you. So my whole basement is covered with bottles, just empty, waiting to be made into something. And I do also, people have given me bottles, that special one they had, and I've made it into a lamp for them so that they could have it. So, How much of this, you know, I, from a standpoint... How much of this did you start to say to yourself, I never expected to be doing this, but I'm having so much fun, and, and the conversations you get with people, I mean, what's that experience been like for you? Yeah, it's outstanding. I mean, people see them, and they're going, how'd you do that? And, you know, drilling into glass is not easy, and I came up with a couple ways of making it a little bit easier for myself. I don't want to... No, those are there. proprietary yeah. secrets. So I do it, and... As you can see, the first ones that I did, I didn't fill them with glass or anything, and they're still a little top-heavy. So that's why I start filling with glass, and then I also have ones where I put the mash bill. If I can find what the mash bill is, I put that inside it. Like, there's another one here at the Twisted Tail that I did a 1792 bottle, because that's one of George's favorites. And I brought it in, and the bartender was like, why'd you put Chex Mix in it? And then they were like, well, it's not Chex Mix, it's the mash bill. Oh my God, I didn't so really So you're look putting it. corn, maybe rye, and barley, corn, and, and or, or any kind of wheat, right? Yep. So I, I think this is fascinating because I think that really what you do, and looking at that Blanton's bottle, and that was one of the things that we talked about, because you were showing me pictures on your phone at the time, that you know from a distance, that looks like it's full of bourbon. And then you've got the lamp, and the key about that is because look, Blanton's bottles are nice; they're very unique. But it's it's always the top; it's the it's the horse stopper. 
and you go to lengths to make sure that you 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 keep that horse stopper there, right? Yes, that's one of the things that's different with mine is I drill in and then I bend the pipe and everything to get it around it so it still looks perfect and you know, some of them are really good, some of them don't. And you're going to have the ones where they're going to break, they're going to crack, this and that, because glass is very hard to cut into, and you got to be precise with it. And But the Blanton's ones are the ones that I really enjoy doing, and I have a bunch of pendant lights, and hopefully I'll be getting them up here at the Twisted Tail also, up in the upstairs bar, along with my other Weller lamp. I don't know, it's either you... Or, or the owner, I mean, there's like this balance of who really likes all this stuff more, right? I mean, it's a gift that you get to give them, but I think that they get the opportunity to display these, which I've never, and I don't know who's making pendant lights, I mean, the hanging lights out yeah. of Blanton's bottles. Yeah. And, and to come into the bar and to see that, that creates a whole different experience, right? Yeah, and it's going to be his barrel pick that he did last year that... You know, you had to become a member of it, buy into it, and then you got, I think it was six bottles, you know, or four bottles. I think it was four. Yeah, it was four. The new one coming up is Buffalo Trace, and you get six bottles out of it. So, and Was that this, a limited release Buffalo Trace on that? Yeah, or? That he, that it was a barrel pick. He's the only one in PA, supposedly, that got the barrel, and so that's going to be neat. And then the other thing he did, I guess, because of everything I do here and help them out, he told me to go pick up the barrel for him, and I went and picked it up, and he said, it's yours. So I have it in my house, and I'm going to make it into a cabinet that's going to hold all my bottles and everything. I'm, I'm curious, Boog, where, where do you see this? I mean, we, we met your wife, Mary. Yes. I mean, she's a lovely woman. She's bringing all this stuff behind you with the lamps and the shades and all that stuff. But what would you like this? I mean, this started as, hey, here's one bottle, and it's a passion because I know you love, specifically, I know you love whiskey. Yes. And your daughter is going to school in Louisville. Oh, yes. And you probably had some sort of egging on there. No. You know, no, none. I, I, I'm sorry. No. I, I would be, you know, yeah. Louisville this time of year is a good place to be. And you got the Kentucky Derby and you got the, you know, Beyond Bourbon. You got all these festivals. Yep. There was no egging on by you. No. And we were out six years before. This is our fourth year out there. We were out there six years before. With my cousin, he was at a convention, he asked us to come out, and so we did it. And we did the, our own bourbon tour. We hit 13 distilleries in three days, and it was excellent. We did the urban bourbon tour. If you ever get out there, go do it. They give you a little booklet, and they tell you, like, this restaurant was uh, the Brown restaurant, was where Capone used to go, and here's his drink. And you go and you get it, and they stamp it, and you get so many, you get a T-shirt from them and stuff. It's really neat. You can go to $5 places to $1 joints. Like the last place we were in, my wife finally was tired of drinking straight, so she asked for a cocktail. And the guy made her out of the bottom uh, Heaven Hills green label and said, this is what the kids drink, but when you mix it, you don't even know. So it was really great being out there. For the listener now on the podcast, I mean, you're, you're an enthusiast, right? Try to be. And, but I think the, the, the idea, and I watch as you're talking how, you know, you get this huge smile on your face and your face lights up and you're, you're, you know, you're talking about your passion. You're talking whiskey and bourbon and being able to go to Louisville and all these experiences you've had. I think that it's, it's that, what is it still for you 
that excites you, whether you're going to Louisville or, or really, is it what's in the glass? Is it the romance of, of, of what, how it got there? Is it the people you've met along the way? What is it for you? Well, it's a whole bunch of things, but I started out as a uh, beer brewer. I used like to, a home brewer? Yeah. Okay. I used to have 180 bottles brewed every year, and we used to have a party in the backyard. I used to take my kids' little swimming pool and used to go over to the uh, skate zone, take the ice from the shavings of the hockey rink, put it in that, drive it back, put it in the back, put all the bottles in, have people come over and just taste them. And then we took a drive to Schaumburg, Illinois. My wife had a conference, and we went to uh, – Weber Grill, and they had a Knob Creek, you know, barrel pick there for them, and she tried it. She gave it to me. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. So I can tell you, my wife Mary is the one who got me started in the bourbon, and then from there, it just snowballed. See, now, isn't that interesting? It's, it's always the woman behind, because Dawn was the one insisted that we start drinking gin and going to <laughs> distilleries, and had, we, had she not had that effect... I don't know. We, we could be still traveling around finding the world's largest ball of twine or something. I don't know. Yeah, we, we could be doing that too. And then this year, she decided I needed an LLC. So for my birthday, she gave me an LLC, and that's what started this. And we've just been running with it Nothing now. Nothing says love yeah, like an LLC, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> also did, you get a, did you get a cupcake and a candle to blow out too? No, or just no the LLC? I didn't. It was just... <laughs> She said, I'm going to do it for you. And then she finally did it. And everything came about from there. And it's been great. But like you said, out in Louisville, it's totally different. People are so different out there. I mean, we went to uh, National Bourbon Day 2019. They couldn't have it last year. And they're not going to have it this year. But uh, we went out there. We were the only public, my wife and I. How I was curious because we talked about this on the phone. How was it that you, as saying the only public, how was it that you got into that event? What's I, the secret? I, I saw a little ad in the paper okay, saying that they were having a National Bourbon Day down in front of the museum. Come on down. Okay, so, so we little just, ad, and it, nobody else saw the ad. You did. We did, and we went there, and we didn't know what it was about, and we ran, you know, there was... All these high people there, like, uh, I'll tell you a little bit who the people I met, but there were some people, like, they just had their shirts on, you know, and I went off and said, do you know what this event is? And they were like, no, I was just told by my boss to be here. And (laughs) what it ended up being was an event where it was almost all the master distillers from uh, the county that Bardstown's in, which is, in that day, the governor proclamated Bardstown as the bourbon capital of the world. Because uh, $3 billion of the money is made there in Bardstown. So we went and we sat in the back. And then I said, no, nah, let's go up front. We went to the second row. And two people sitting in front of me were Denny Potter from Maker's Mark and Fred Knoll and his son and from Jim Bean. And we just sat there and they went through and they gave out the proclamations to all the distilleries and everything. And then they just started saying, okay... Thank you for coming, and they gave us a toast, and we did a toast, and I was there, and, you know, they, they said, uh, everyone turn around, introduce yourself, and I introduced us as being from the Philadelphia area. Next thing I know, they're telling everybody, and I got to sign the barrel head that's all the master distillers and all the people that were there for the event. They had me come up and sign it with them. So if you ever go to Bartstown to the museum, 
the 2019 will be sitting there and you'll see Greg Boog Williams. Yeah, so disregard all those other signatures because yeah. the real one you want to find is Greg Boog Williams. And I and I wrote it <laughs> and I wrote it upside down compared to everybody else so it'll stand out okay. more so people will look and have to turn their head. So just one of those things that I do. So I think that what you're talking about are those, you know, the, the world of what you're passionate about when you get a chance to interact with the people that are responsible for look we you have your everyday drinkers yeah. but you have those special birthday bottles or anniversary bottles or the ones that you spend a good amount of money on that you're not going to rush through but you're meeting the people behind that and that's got to be something really special that gives you again more connection to what you're doing well just to keep going on the story they turned around and we got talking and they were like you know, they said, could you see like Coke and Pepsi sitting next to each other talking? And then they told us about a restaurant at uh, Bardstown Distillery, which is, uh can't remember the name right now, but they told us we had to go. And they were like, oh, you're from the Philadelphia area. Uh, David Mendel, he's the president of them. He's not there anymore, but he was. Okay. So he came and met us and we, he says, come to my restaurant. So we got in the car and... After doing five toasts with everybody, I didn't drive. My wife drove me. And we got there, and we went up, and the little girl standing at the counter was like, do you have reservations? And we were like, no. She goes, you know, it's National Bourbon Day. <laughs> do you know what day it is? <laughs> and we were like, yeah, we know. And then David came over and tapped her on the shoulder and said, find my friends a table. Wow. And they put us right in the middle. It was only two seats, but it was all we needed. And then the county officials came in, and they came over and thanked us for coming. And then they sent some guy over in an NCAA basketball, you know, golf shirt. And he came over and thanked us. And after he left, my wife said, did you know that one? No, I didn't know who he was. And then we got to meet Steve Neely, the master distiller, and he signed bottles for us. And, you know, the day just kept getting better and better. And then we decided to drive the Maker's Mark and while we were doing the tour, Denny Potter saw us and came over and said, hey, Greg, you're still standing. I was like, yeah. And then the guy doing the tour goes, do you know who that was? And, you know, I was a little wise guy at the time. And I said, do you know who he was? And I said, yeah, he's the master distiller. And then when we were leaving, going into the tasting room, my daughter called and said, where are you? You guys have been gone all day. Because we had her car and her keys, so she couldn't get into the oh, apartment. So, okay. so we said, okay, we're leaving. While we were leaving, Denny Potter was coming in and went, where are you guys going? We said, we got to go to you know, our daughter. So he went in and did a tasting. So there's people on the tour with us got a tasting with the master of the snow. Oh, that's something. You know, they're going to remember probably the rest of their lives, too. Now, I mean, for all of that and, and those experiences, what would have happened if you didn't say you were from Philadelphia? <laughs> I don't know, because as you can see, I like to talk. Right. So I would have talked to any, and, you know, I no, was talking to anybody, but I guess saying that we were from Philly being so far see, away. See, good things happen yeah. when you say you're from Philly. Yes. Right? Yes. It's right. Now, now look, here's, a, here's what, you've transferred a lot of this to where you make these bottles and you do these beautiful, you know, you take the shades. It's, it's not just, you're putting prints on the shades and you got the twisted tail there on that special 12, the Weller 12. Where do you see all this going, Boog? Where, where would you like this to go for you? Well, I'm just looking at it that it takes off. I got friends that are helping me out. And, you know, like the Philadelphia Whiskey Society, the New Jersey Bourbon. Alex Chang and, yeah, and, and, and the group there, and right? Jeff. Jeff. And, uh, you know, they just help me out. And 
And I got other friends like Michael down in South Philly. He's the bourbon hunter and I met him at a liquor store one day and I bought, my wife loves the special reserve and I bought it and it was overpriced and out in the parking lot he goes, you know you paid too much. I was like, yeah. So we exchanged names and phone numbers and then I came over here and I started living over in Philadelphia. I was in uh, West Berlin, New Jersey and you know, we're empty nesters now so we came over and he was like, great. And we got together and now his wife loves it because he buys all these specialty bottles but doesn't really drink them. But now I go over and my wife goes over and now his wife's getting into the bourbon. So it's a nice little and, venture. And, and so on and so yeah. on from there, right? Yep. What I heard you say is that you like to – this is going to become a business for you. Yes. Now, do you want people to send bottles to you and consign them and say, hey – can you make a lamp out of this? Do you have an array, a website where people can order these from you? How does this work for you now? Well, right now, all I do is I have an Instagram and a Facebook page. Okay. And, and what talk about it's it's B O O G S B E S T L L C. Boog's Best LLC. LLC. Gotcha. And either site you can get on there and you can see everything I've been doing. And I want to get into. You know, I have a lot of friends that are computer experts, and they were saying, well, we can do a website, and then from there, and then I have a cousin who just last night launched a business where they're featuring small businesses, and she says, if you get a real website, you know, you'll be on there, and then I can start selling, but like you said, if someone has a special bottle, I've done it for a couple guys in the Philadelphia Whiskey Society, They've asked me. I've done it. Jeff, I did for his... Uh, Jeff Lippman. Yeah, his... Uh, what is it? Uh, Jeff... JeffreyScottWhiskey.com. He asked me if I'd make one and make a shade up for him. So I did. And he has it over in his office. And it's great seeing it when I go over there. You know, makes me smile. Just like every time I come to the Twisted Tail. Like, people are like... I come in here and I'm known as the lamp guy. The lamp guy. Because... Not just this one in the 1792, but I have also did three other ones that I did a uh, rare breed that they auctioned off during the pandemic. I donated to them, and when they were doing their show with Mikey here doing the show, they auctioned it off to raise money for the workers. And then George just did his own collection that he was auctioning off, and one of my friends gave me a uh antique collection bottle which one george was doing so i made a lamp out of it gave it to him and said here put it in as the third prize because he had two bottles and the lamp and you know the guy sent me a picture you know and i have it up on my page you know he has it there at his bar and he loves it so it's just one of those neat things that i love doing and i hopefully like you said i want this to go farther where i start selling and like i gotta tell people it's not always going to work out there's signs when I draw a bottle and they crack. Like my daughter just got married in November and they have a pool table. So uh, Jason from Pops McCann gave me a barrel. And as you can see, I've made a couple things out of it here. But I uh, took it and they're big uh, bullet drinkers. So I got the bottles from the wedding. Every table had a bullet bottle on it. And I asked them for it. And I drilled and I made a pendant so it's going to be hanging over top of the bar, uh, over the pool table right. there. And, you know, I'm waiting for him to hang it up so, so I you can see and take pictures. pictures of it. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of things. All right. You, you mentioned a whole bunch of things, Boog, right now. But 
you'd love to see this. Be, I mean, we, we are getting to talk to you. I mean, where your passion, where your little hobby, so to speak, is now becoming more of a business for you. And where people can start to connect with you when they go to your Instagram or Facebook site, they can say, look, I have a bottle. Could you make a lamp? Or the lamps that you've made, they could purchase those. You can ship throughout the United States. Because the people that are now listening to this podcast, they may have these empty bottles. Or I mean, people save these. Yes. They're, they're like, like you said, if, if you go to I – mean, one of the reasons why we love to travel to Kentucky, to Tennessee, to the distilleries or the other establishments because you get – you know, liquid. You get you know these 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 liquid sunshine bottles that nobody else can get a hold of, right? Yeah, right. I mean, and it's it, it's just special. And you'd like to have the memento because the saddest day is when you finish your bottle and you know whatever was in there, you'll never get a chance to drink again. Yes, right. Correct. The happiest day is when you buy it, crack it open, and just enjoy it and share it with friends. This is going to become a business for you. You know, people can now order these. Can they, they, as you said, they can ship the bottles to you, but they understand if they crack when they make, um, you know, this is the, this is the chance we take, but it's a bottle, right? You can do something with it. You're going to get your website going. You're also making, now again, one of the things I just connected with is it's not just whiskey. You could do vodka. You could do, you know, rum. There's a whole array of things that it's not just whiskey drinkers. It could be rum drinkers or vodka drinkers. Um, and these and, look, and these make great Father's Day gifts, great Mother's Day gifts. Um, you know, if you if you have that um, bottle that when you were you know you, you were given a gift when your baby was born, your child was born, you got a lot of great gift, gift items. But I don't want to lose that. You, you, you've got a couple of the things you're making here. What else are you making? Well, out of the staves, I've made hangers, and I made one for Jason's from Pops McCann. So wall hangers, so you can put yeah. your hats on them, or you could put your coats, coats on them. On them. And I have them so that I drilled holes 16 on center. So if you're on a stud, you won't have any problem. See, you're a thinker. Yeah, it's, it's 18 inches long, so I did that. And then I, I also took the top of the barrel, about a third of it, and I made a uh, serving tray out of it. And my bits haven't come in yet, but what I want to do is I want to drill a 3-inch hole for rock glasses and then one and uh, three-fourths for Glen Cairns. So you could have a rock glass or a Glen Cairn on it, you know, try to put three of them on there so you could carry around, serve whatever you have, or a wine glass will fit in there. Did I see on your site, I think you did the Blanton's display for the toppers with the yes. horses. You have one of those. So you take the wood stave yep. and you'll drill it. And so I mark it out. And again, drill it. another great way to display those Blanton tops. And then do you etch them as far as... Um, the horses and things like that, or do you just no, draw I, the, I just have the holes, the holes so they can, in it, and then they can put them in, and that was for my friend Michael, who gives me a lot of these bottles, and very you know, cool. And then he, him, and I. Well, I went to a tasting, and uh, we got a bunch of placards from Buffalo Trace, and one of them was Blanton's. And if you look on the site, he cut it and put it on the front of it, so people know what it is. And he has it hanging down as you go down the steps to his bar. And he has all the letters, but he hasn't finished the bottle. So that's why I'll be over there helping him so he can get it all get done. Get it all done. Yeah. Now, you, I think you're also taking the staves and you're doing little cigar holders there. Yes. And, and wine holders. Yes. And what else? I mean, this is awesome. This is like a lot of fun. And there's so much you're really doing related to the, the barrels and the bottles. Yeah. And my next project that I'm trying to design is a chair. 
It's a camp chair. I have a couple that have been made for me, and I'm going to take the staves that I have left over. I'm going to try to design it so you can fold part the seat inside and carry it with one hand, take it apart, slide it in. And, you know, if you look up camp chairs, you'll see, you know, with the wood, how it works. And that's one of my next projects that I sat down yesterday and started taking all my notes and everything. And hopefully that'll take off, too. I think, where was it, Dawn? We were just in at Leaper's Fork. Leaper's Fork were at the distillery where they had like a rocking chair yes. made oh, out yeah. of made out of the used staves. I yeah. think that's what we saw. Yeah. So, so the opportunities, I mean, just obviously getting these barrels in hand after they've dried out and nobody really wants to use them anymore. But there are so many things on that secondary repurposed market that yes. you could do these with. Uh, you can do anything. The other thing I'm trying to do is you take mason jars and you put them on the staves and then people can have them for like in a bathroom. They can hang all their stuff, you know, that they have inside or they could do it in their kitchen and have, you know, like herb plants in them and then have them right there. And, you know, you got a piece of wood that, you know, from a, you know, a barrel and it really looks good and stuff. And I started messing around also in the beginning, I was scraping off all the char and everything. I saved that for my smoker because I'm a big, I smoke a lot of stuff. See, see now there's and, that connection with Boog because yeah, he's got the barbecue. You got it. So you got the barbecue too. Yeah. So, so, all right. So, People are going to start coming to your house because they want they want these bottles. They want all this. How how are you? So just only on really Instagram or Facebook. That's how they're able to get them if they want to purchase stuff from Correct. you. Correct. That's the only way right now. All right. Do you have a sense of? I mean, if somebody is buying bottles from you, what kind of price point are we at right now? Well, anywhere they can go from like sixty five or even fifty. It all depends on the type of bottle and if I have to get the bottle. If they give me the bottle, it's a little lower. Okay. But mainly sixty five on up to like some of them. I've been told like the uh, the Apollo Eleven one. They told me to put that out there for $300 because, you know, it's also last year I wanted to do it because it was the 50th anniversary right. of it and I missed it. So, well, you didn't miss it. It still happened. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> but, you know, I just didn't have the bottle ready for it. And as you can see, the guy, when he gave it to me, gave the tops that are still on the bottles and stuff. And I drilled through them so you get the topper that's still on it and everything. And, one of the places we love to go to is Tahoe. If you've ever been in, you gotta go. It's okay. so beautiful. It is incredible. They got this distillery out there that does this vodka, and that's the Tahoe Blue vodka that you have there too. Yes, and you know the, they have the cut out of the lake, and in the background is the blue of the water from the lake there. And I love the way you took the lights. So this is again, you'll see it on the website. You'll see it from where we took the picture and all the bottles, but you put these um, these other lights in there, so they're inside the bottle, and it really shows it off nice. Yeah, they're called fairy lights. Fairy lights. And then, uh, like I did for my daughter's boyfriend, he had a Booker's one with a wood case around it. I drilled in the back, back of it, and I did LED lights around it, so it shines through the bottle and everything. That's another one that, you know, it was fun. Just something I tried. That one's a little more expensive because the... LEDs cost a lot more, the strips, you know, than the regular lights. And most of mine, I do not sell the bulbs with them. And sometimes I do not sell the shades because people want to get their own shades and stuff. And if they want something on the shade, you know, it ends up increasing the price. Of course. I got to get the design. But here's what I've learned in my life. Pay the extra. Do it right. 
get the shade, get the whole package from you. Again, if somebody wants to do, let's think about this. You know, I said Father's Day is coming up, even Mother's Day is coming up. And if you want to get a really nice gift for somebody, and let's say it's Boog's Bar, you can you can have something on the shade. They'll say Boog's Bar or, you know, you know, you know, Mary's she shed or whatever you want to do, right? I mean, there's, there's do that on the these these are really cool when you personalize the lampshades too. It's one of the things that some people look at it and they're like, "Wow, how'd you do that?" And luckily, my daughter has a it's called a Cricut. It's a cutting machine, and she mainly got it for her wedding to do all her stuff. But I've been doing all the cutting out and putting them on, and like you'll see the one that I have for Jason from the Pops McCann. I put in between, you know, I put establish, and it's Pops McCann in between the hangers for the coats, and then establish, you know, I think it was 2017, you know, and I have that on there, so I Well, you also that. mentioned something, too, about doing the tiki torch lights. Yeah. So, you cut the bottles. Well, no, I don't cut, I cut them. I keep them. You just keep the hole, right? Yeah. All right. Oh, and then you just put the wick in the, the bottles. Wick, and there's a gas, couple gaskets, and a, you know. And then you just put the... You, you affix the bottle in some way to the pole. You can, or we just put them on the table. Okay. So this is, again, here's more thinking. You take your bottles, you, you, you have the ability to make a nice, you know, tiki torch out of them. I just love these. This is exciting because I can think there's so many opportunities and options for people um, as, as gifts or just enjoying these. If you're... The, the kind of person that loves spirits. I mean, you could do these with beer bottles. You can do, yep. there's, what's left? I mean, the, well, I can it's tell in, you, it's infinite. Freddie Johnson, he has, you know, him out, we've become friends online and he has. So I, for those that don't know who Freddie Johnson is? Yeah, he's a Buffalo Trace. He's in the Bourbon Hall of Fame and everything. Right. Really great guy. And I made, I went out there and got one of his Freddie root beers. And I made a lamp out of it. He's got some, if you haven't watched his YouTube videos, they're a lot of fun when he's on doing those too. And watching him also in the movie Neat is when I started learning, when he talked about his father and brother, and he had a bottle of Pappies, and he opened it up, gave them, and then closed it up, and his dad was like, what are you doing? He says, you know what this bottle is? He was like, yeah. And his dad says, you're supposed to share it. So they sat there and they talked back and forth. He, he watched on the show. And then he said he found out. And then six months later, he lost his dad. Then a little bit later on, he lost his brother. And that's why he says you can't take it with you when you die. So that's why people come over. Like I live right off of South Street. And we have a back parking lot that's gated. And people come over. And I bring my bottles out. And I just sit them out there. And, you know, we sit and taste. And we have a good time talking. You know, we do stay socially distanced away. We still do that and everything, even though most of us have all been vaccinated. Right. <laughs> so it's just one of those things that we do. You know, four or five guys will come over. Next thing you know, they bring three bottles or two bottles, and you got a ton of bottles there. And the neighbors were starting to get to know all them. They're starting to come out and join us, and it's just a fun thing. This is, and again, I, I, I emphasize this, because whatever you're into, everybody's into all the things. For us, it's our fermented adventure. We get to meet people like you, Boog, and what you, you know, share. It's, it's about sharing. You know, you're sharing your talents with what you're doing by repurposing these, these bottles and creating these magnificent, I mean, in some ways, they're, they're works of art to the way you think it, this through and do this, the work with the staves. It's the relationships. It's the people you meet along the way. It's the experiences, the memories. I think specifically, and you touched on that 
a little bit with what you just said with with talking about Freddie and even your backyard. Yeah. It's I mean, about the experiences, right? Yeah. You get together and you start talking. And next thing you know, you got friendships that are out of nowhere. And you get to learn what pe- other people are doing and what they're thinking. And I always put out to my friends, what do you think about this one? You know, and they'll say, oh, great. You know, or they'll say, eh, I don't like that one too much. <laughs> I go, okay, no problem. That one won't go out there. And it's just one of those things that you get to know so many people you get down. The other one is Greg Metz yep. of Old Elk. Of Old Elk, yeah. He came here for, he did a, a talk and then a tasting, and I was here. And I got talking to him, and we just went back and forth. And the next thing I know, he was like, all right, here's two empty bottles. And so I did one for the Twisted Tail. It has, you know, a brewer, a distiller, master distiller t- uh, talk on the label, and it's an Old Elk bottle. And then I have one hanging. It's a pe- I made a pendant one hanging from my deck on South Street. And Greg saw that and asked me, can I have one? So I made one. I sent it to him. And then this past Christmas, he called me and said, uh, can you do three for me? <laughs> so I made him three more, and he gave them to his family. So members. I haven't seen that bottle yet. But the old elk bottle has this wonderful stopper oh, yeah. where you can pour right out of the, the mouth there yep, and everything I have, else. I have but, them. So how do you actually, well, do, that, do you, are you able to use that stopper? I, I don't use that one because it's a little expensive. That's what I'm saying, like, okay. Like on the website, it's $40, but they used to do a game show every Thursday night. My wife is really good at it, and she ended up winning a bunch of t-shirts and stuff, and she was doing it on my name, and they were all like, oh, because of my uh, account on Facebook, it's Greg Triple G Boog. Right. And they were like, you keep winning all this stuff. And, it wasn't, and I kept saying, it's not me, it's my wife next to me. Somebody hacked my account. Yeah, <laughs> and she just kept winning. And, and so they did send us the poorer. So we have that. And then they just sent me another one. And so that's going to my daughter out in Louisville because my daughter in West Berlin already has one. So all three of us will have a poorer. But did you know the topper that's on the original bottle? is a 3D image of the elk's uh, antler that's hanging in Old Elk. No, I, I certainly didn't know that. Uh, we haven't had a chance to get out there yet to see uh, that. So, uh, But, I mean, I, I thought it was maybe the mountain. Okay. On, but Greg told us that uh, Otterbox is the owner of them, and they have all the 3D printing, and they came out, and they did the whole thing. And that's the topper of the regular bottle. It's the part of the elk. You know, that's hanging there in there. And that elk that they pour is, is an image of the elk that's hanging on the wall. So it's incredible. You get to know. That's like, the thing. And this is where this, so it's, this is what comes out of relationships. This is what comes out of just striking up a conversation yeah. and getting a chance to get to know somebody better understand what their passions and what they enjoy. This has been a treat for me. Dawn and I have been talking about this and you know what we we normally do these things where we're tasting stuff and but we really get a good taste of somebody that loves what they do, what they really love to talk about and be a part of. And boom, this has been a lot of fun for us. Is there so you gave our you gave us your Instagram site, your Facebook site. Is there an idea of what the website's going to be called at some point? Uh, hopefully it'll be boo it's best okay. LLC. I'm because, trying to keep it all together. Because so that, that was the gift, and you yep. got to keep on giving with yeah. it, right? And just to tell you that on uh, June 12th, I am doing a showing at uh, Art Me Age on 3rd Street. I stopped by there and saw them and showed them what I've been doing, and they were like, 
we got to have you here. And as you can see, I did one of their bottles for them, and I made a lamp out of another one that's still at home. And, you know, I've got, I bought one of their, we are doing, with the Twisted Tail, we do a Zoom every Monday night, and we got away from whiskey, and we did gin. So I went up there and bought one of their fancy gin bottles that they have that Philadelphia Distilling did for, I think it's New Hampshire or something. Okay. And... You know, it's a great bottle, so once that's, I might empty it into something else and then make that, you know, into a lamp and go from there. The options and opportunities and ideas are endless, right? Oh, yes. It's endless. So June 12th. Yes. Art and Age. 12 to 4. 12 to 4 in Philadelphia. Come see Boog personally. He'll be signing lamps for you if you want to take those with. I will do that. That'll be great. This has been awesome, and we can't wait to see all the stuff that's going to be coming from you and all the ideas, but this, is, this has been a treat. Thanks so much for your time today.